0: Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Ready? Let's go! <music> Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 10 of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is Jan Karen, beloved creator of Mitford, North Carolina. In the episode schedule for the Good Life News Podcast and Blog, I've designated the first episode of each month to feature a favorite author or a book that I have found uplifting, entertaining, and inspiring. Reading has always been a huge part of my life since before I started formal schooling as a child. I have literally read hundreds, if not thousands, of books over my lifetime. And not a few of those have had a profound influence on my life and how I think. They've broadened my horizons and given me new perspective and have taught me powerful principles for living. I'm anxious to share some of those books with you, as well as favorite authors, with our Good Life News Podcast villagers, all of you together and one by one. So, As we move along from week to week each month, I'll choose another author or a book to highlight and share with you on the first week of each month. I hope you'll be inspired to pick up a book and read it for yourself. It doesn't have to be one I talk about, but reading itself is so important. I want to do whatever I can to encourage everyone to make a regular habit of reading great books. With that, let's get into... Today's episode. Today I want to tell you about Jan Karen, one of the most prolific writers of Christian fiction over the last 30 years. Jan's story is a beautiful example of what God can do with a redeemed life. She is beloved by millions of fans all over the world. Her writing is certainly her own style simple, direct, engaging, at times hilarious, and other times emotional and profound. But underneath it all, there runs a vein of authenticity, rarely seen in any but the best of the best. Her characters come to life on the printed page, and the reader can't help but love them. One of the reasons Jan's writing carries so much compelling power is that she draws from her own deep well of raw experience. Many of her characters struggle with constant challenges just trying to make sense of their world. The author knows their struggle because she's been through a lot of that herself. Jan Caron writes of life in small-town USA. Her fictional town of Mitford, North Carolina, is patterned roughly on the village of Blowing Rock, North Carolina, where she lived for many of her writing years. The characters populating her Mitford stories could have stepped directly out of real life into her novels. They're each painted with painstaking brushstrokes in wonderful word pictures. Personalities, attitudes, values, relationships all come to life for the reader as the pages turn. As a little girl, Jan dreamed of becoming a writer and a pastor. One day... At age six, she stood out on the front porch of her grandmother's house and began preaching. Her ambitions were short-lived, however, when her grandmother interrupted her with a gruff, girls can't be preachers. Well, that was the end of her preaching career, but she still dreamed of writing stories. So when she was ten, she wrote her first novel. That one didn't go very far, though. As soon as she finished it, she hid it under the vanity in her bedroom, because she didn't want anyone to discover that she had included a quote-unquote bad word. Nevertheless, her sister told their grandmother, and grandma promptly gave young Jan a whipping for using that word. Well, I'm not sure if that experience carried over into later years and Jan's writing content, but... All of her stories, while staying true to life, are clean, uplifting, and wholesome. If you don't like wading through a cesspool of sleaze, bad language, and gratuitous violence, you don't need to worry about that with Jan Karen's writing. Just enjoy the stories. Her early years were pretty rough. Her parents divorced when she was four years old. She and her sister were sent to be raised by their maternal grandmother, And then eight years later, at age 12, Jan went to live with her mother and stepfather in South Carolina. Two years after that, she dropped out of ninth grade and got married. And that was legal in South Carolina at that time. When she was just 15 years old, she gave birth to her only child, a daughter that she named Candace. Sadly, that first marriage ended in divorce, and by the time Jan was 18, she was out on her own with a three-year-old daughter. With only eight years of formal education, the future looked pretty bleak for this young woman. After searching for work, she got hired as a receptionist in an advertising agency in Charlotte. To pass the time when she wasn't answering the phone, Jan began writing advertising copy to show her boss. He was impressed with her writing skills, and put her to work as a writer for the agency. Over the next decade and a half, Jan worked for several different advertising companies, winning major awards in the industry. But despite her great success in the field, it all felt empty. Through three marriages, three divorces, life seemed to her like a hollow shell, void of any meaning or significance. One night, when she was 42, feeling at the very end of her desperation, she lay in her bed and asked Jesus Christ to come into her life. That was the turning point that started her on a completely new path. It wasn't immediate, however. Eventually, eight years later, at the age of 50, Jan quit her job in advertising and then took a leap of faith to fulfill her childhood dream of writing novels. And now, 34 years later, she has written an astounding 30 books. I personally own copies of about half of them, and these are not small volumes. They are, they are hundreds of pages long, all of them entertaining and beautifully written. Jen's first book that became an instant blockbuster on the New York Times list of best-selling books was... At Home in Mitford, which was published in 1994 in the hardback edition, and the paperback version came along in 1996. For several years after she left the advertising industry, Jan struggled with various attempts to make a go of her writing career. One evening, as she closed her eyes to go to sleep, she saw in her mind the picture of an Episcopal priest walking down a small town street. In that moment, she knew she had found the answer. Father Tim Cavanaugh becomes the central figure for the entire Mitford series. Father Tim, as he is known to everyone in town, is a beloved pastor to his flock and is himself somewhat of an institution in the territory around Mitford as well as in the village itself. Here's a description of the story on the back cover of my copy of the paperback book of At Home in Mitford. Here's what it says, quoting, Enter the world of Mitford, and you won't want to leave. It's easy to feel at home in Mitford. In these high green hills, the air is pure, the village is charming, and the people are generally lovable. Yet Father Tim The bachelor rector wants something more. Enter a dog the size of a sofa who moves in and won't go away. Add an attractive neighbor who begins wearing a path through the hedge. And now stir in a lovable but unloved boy, a mysterious jewel thief, and a secret that's 60 years old. Suddenly, Father Tim gets more than he bargained for, and readers get a rich provincial comedy in which mysteries and miracles abound. End quote. And then Publishers Weekly adds this for readers yearning for a cozy, neighborly read, the town created by Karen's fine descriptive style has much to recommend it, end quote. And, of course, I wouldn't be telling you about this author and her outstanding body of work if I didn't find it of great value for our Good Life News podcast listeners and readers. Subsequent volumes in the Mitford series and additional books by Jan provide an incredible treasure chest filled with examples of healthy relationships, working out problems, learning to forgive, learning to celebrate victories. Discovering One's Own Emotional and Spiritual Needs, and Growing in Grace. I was first introduced to Jan Karen's Mitford Books by my sister, Bula Fern. Her husband, Jim, had passed away a few years earlier. Jim graduated from college with a bachelor's degree in theology many years before he and Beulah Fern met. However, he had never married. And because he didn't have a wife, he never received a call to pastoral ministry. And that was the rule in our denomination back in those days. As a result, he spent most of his working years teaching high school shop classes in the public school system. However, he never lost his heart for ministry. And after his retirement, he and Bulifern moved from Southern California to Errigan, Oregon, a tiny community on the banks of the Columbia River in Morrow County. There they served a small congregation as their pastoral couple for about three years. Jim and Bulifern were much loved by the members of their church, and even today they are remembered with great fondness. When Bulafern handed me a copy of At Home in Midford, she said, This is such a wonderful story. The main character, Father Tim, reminds me so much of Jim. And after becoming acquainted with Father Tim in Jan Karen's story, I couldn't agree more. It was a fun read. But more than that, the solidly serious foundation of faith and hope, that is, the heart of Christian life, permeates every anecdote, setting, and conversation. That was very true in my brother-in-law Jim's life. He loved life, had a great sense of humor, And he even had a huge dog, whose name was Rufus. The parallels that we saw in Father Tim's life in Mitford with our real-life family member were uncanny, and they made us love the Mitford stories all the more. At Home in Mitford was followed by a seemingly unending parade of Mitford books, Jan Karen's millions of fans couldn't get enough and anxiously waited the 18 to 24 months for the next book in the series. I even found myself checking the location of her books at Barnes & Noble whenever we happened to stop there, just to see if a new book was out yet. I had to learn patience like all her other fans, of course. One year... I was delighted to discover the Mitford Bedside Companion, a treasury of favorite Mitford moments. I immediately knew this was the perfect Christmas gift for both my sisters who also loved the Mitford stories. When they removed the wrapping that year, their eyes brightened with delight and it's always nice to give a gift that will be a blessing to the receiver. Well. I'm sure you have the idea by now that I'm a fan. But more than that, I'm a firm believer in this biblical principle for living an abundant life in Christ. King Solomon, the wise man of the Bible, advised his son, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Proverbs 4, verse 23. What you choose to put into your mind, regardless of how large or small that input might be, will inevitably bear fruit. Choosing the good will empower you to live a productive, God-honoring life that will be a powerful witness for Jesus in your circles of influence. Jesus said, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Luke 6, verse 45, from New Living Translation. And let's finish today with this from the Apostle Paul. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Philippians 4, verse 8. This is also from NLT. A great book with a well-crafted, well-told story can help you do that. And I heartily endorse Jan Karen's work to that end. So thank you so much for listening today. I pray you've been blessed and inspired. I hope you can join me next week for the next episode. I'm going to be sharing some thoughts about the purpose and power of the Bible, which I've entitled, A Pocketful of paradox. Be sure to tune in, and if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please share them with your family, your friends, or whomever, and my many thanks in advance. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.light. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.